What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Dynasty Gambit. It is championship week for 95% of the leagues out there. So hopefully going to be giving you lots of great insight here, giving you our, our opinions uh, to make your best decisions for this upcoming week and take home championship belts. So as always, I am joined here at the bottom, VandyGrad92 on Twitter. Brian, how are you doing today, sir? Devin, I'm doing good. Just just excited for another Thursday night. And wish I was in more championships, but still doing okay. <laughs> yeah, we always be in more, right? <laughs> you know, I think I only ended up making well, I was the four seed in three leagues and I made one final. But, you know, we, we talked about that a little bit last week. I don't want you to be bringing up still open wounds. So I will kick it back over there to the right. <laughs> FantasyJ77 on Twitter. Jason, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing good, sir. Doing good. I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you all had a great Christmas. Uh, man, you know, I don't want to open old wounds either, uh, ripping the bandit off here. But, you know, it, it was it was a great Christmas. And then, you know, come Monday, it was like, eh, you know, out of five, out of five, uh, five or six that I was still in. I'm now only in two um, going into the championship week in both of them. One of them, I was a two seed. The other one uh, walked in as, as a five seed. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that team. But I'm, you know, somebody, somebody, uh, I think it was uh, Trash Sandwiches on Twitter earlier said she was in in two or three. And one of them, she she went in as a six seed. And she was going to be mad if she didn't win at least one of those championships. Well, I I, re, I posted back to her tweet. I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm only in two. And I'm going to be mad if I don't win both of them. I'm going to be mad <laughs> if I don't win both of them. Just be straight up. Maybe I'm right. selfish. <laughs> I don't know. As I said, it's always it's what it's about. You know, it's winning the chips. I don't want to just make the finals. I want to win them, you know. That's so, right. uh, so yeah. So, let's go ahead. We got a uh, interesting matchup this week with uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans. Um, got some weird situations going here. Kind of seems like they're resting Derrick Henry just because this week really doesn't matter for them. It really comes down to the championship for the – division next week against Jacksonville. So I think they're just kind of resting up, but also Tony Pollard's out. Um, but yeah, it should still be a good game. It's probably not going to be that close of a game. I mean, they're starting Joshua Dobbs, not even going with their rookie third round pick, uh, Malik Willis. So uh, kind of an interesting, you know, tidbits here, especially for your fantasy championships. I don't know if you're looking for too many people on the Tennessee side for your championship this week, but Dallas will still have a pretty good game. So uh, Brian, what do you think about tonight's matchup with uh, Dallas Cowboys and Tennessee Titans? Well, like you said, a little bit of the uh, luster has worn off with Henry, Henry being out of the game, but it still has still could be interesting. At least Dobbs has experience. I, I don't personally agree with the call, but I'm not the coach either. If To me, if, if you're not playing for an opportunity to win necessarily by sitting Henry, why don't why don't you give the rookie more playing time? Just my two cents. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to be, you know, they just signed him off practice squad, and he's been on the team for eight days total so far, and now he's starting. So it's pretty crazy to just throw him into that. I mean, I know he's a veteran, but still pretty bad circumstance, especially going against Dallas, which is one of the best defenses in the league. So, uh, Jay, what about you? How about any thoughts for tonight? Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of shocked when I saw that news come out that they were going to bench Willis for Dobbs. Um and so I had to go back and look. I mean, in his career, five years, five years of his career, he's thrown a total of 17 passes in the NFL, completed 10 of them, 
45 yards, one touchdown. He has rushed six times for 61 yards over that five-year span, but it really was only in two games. And, and, you know, he's only played in two games in five years. So that was that was quite surprising. Um, but it, at the same time, it was quite telling to me of what Tennessee and, and, and Vrabel think of Willis as as a uh, as a quarterback. You know, it's, so that was shocking. Uh, I'm not quite shocked. I, I'm not as shocked to see that they're going to go ahead and rest uh, um, uh, Henry um, just because, you know, like you said a minute ago, their whole season comes down to next week. They got to win next week and they're in. Doesn't matter what happens tonight for them. Uh, the only thing that matters tonight for, for Dallas is, you know, if they, they win tonight and next week and Philly loses both. I mean, otherwise they're, they're locked in at the five seats. So yeah, we shall see. But yeah, the, 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 the big thing for me was, was starting Dobbs over, over Willis. Yeah. Just uh, seems like a pretty crazy decision to me, but like you said, I mean, I agree with Brian there too, where I think you just want to keep letting Willis go out there and improve, you know, just get mm-hmm. some experience. I mean, Maybe he's not part of their long-term plans, but uh, yeah. So let's see. Let's uh, we got our first question actually of the, of the night, and it's from our buddy Gerson. So thanks for watching. Thanks for the question, buddy. Uh, Debo Samuel or Mike Evans this week in the championship week? So um, basically, I will say, you know, I know Debo's still been limited in practice this week. Um, does have a pretty juicy matchup against Las Vegas, um, but still one of those situations where do you want to risk? Him going against, you know, maybe being a decoy, not being 100%. Um, they've been pretty good without him, so they might be truly limiting him. We don't know yet, as, you know. So, as of, I would say, as of right now, I would leap towards Mike Evans just because they're also going against Carolina. So, you know, he's still getting the targets. I know Mike Evans hasn't been having the best couple weeks here. But for me personally, championship week, I don't know if I would risk starting Debo over Evans. So, Jay, I'll kick that one over to you and see what your opinion is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just I just went back and looked, and he went out on the tenth, or when he got listed was the tenth. So he's been out for basically, basically, it'll be a month that he's that Debo's been out. If 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 Debo plays, I'm playing Debo. Um, you know that that's just plain and simple. I mean, Mike Evans is due, but he's been due for six weeks. Um, right. Like you said, they're playing Carolina. Tampa has everything to play for. So does Carolina, by the way. But Tampa has everything to play for because if Tampa wins this week. I do believe that wraps up the the division um, and Tampa will then be able to figure out what the hell they're going to do in the playoffs as a Bucks fan. It sucks this year. Um, <laughs> see, seeing, seeing the struggles that, you know, Mike Evans is going through and, and I've told people, man, Mike Evans has got to come. Mike Evans has finally got to, he's got to do something, but three touchdowns over the year. That is not, that's unacceptable as a fan, but I, you know, more importantly, I know it's unacceptable for Mike Evans and for, for Tom Brady. So if the long, 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 long answer is uh, Debo if he plays. So it's, it's, that's where I'm going. All right. And Brian, what, what do you think? Boy, I, I'm glad I get to be the tiebreaker here. But, um, <laughs> gosh, that's a con cost for me. Uh, for whatever reason, and really I have no reasoning at all, I'll go Mike Evans. Yeah. <laughs> on my side no i get i mean it's a very it's a very tough it's a very tough matchup there i mean i definitely i think if it was you know if i knew debo was 100 percent healthy you know which maybe we'll find out the next day or so then i think i would agree that i'd be starting debo over him but just as it stands right now being a limited participant in practice knowing they've been electric without him 
He's probably at least, at the very least, he might be out there running routes, but I doubt he's going to be in the running back role, you know, really, you know, as he was as the hybrid wide back or whatever, doing any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. as, as of right now, I'm leaning towards Evans, but I would say if Debo is fully cleared, fully healthy to go uh, later this week, then I'm probably going to switch over to Debo personally. Well, same here, but isn't the 49ers playoff spot pretty much clinched in regards to what they're doing for the playoffs? Well, they're they're the two seed right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if if both Dallas and Philly start screwing up, I think they can get the one seed. I, I think it's going to be hard for them, but they have to win out, and Philly has to lose out, Dallas has to lose out, that kind of thing. But I think there's a possibility that they can get they can they can improve it. But uh, I it, the two seed is is I mean the only, the only benefit to to getting the one seed right now would be the 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 one team gets the buy. That's it. Exactly, yeah, and that's brought a uh, benefit, but you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, for sure, Tampa Bay is playing for something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Tampa, actually, Bay, Tampa Bay is playing to to win the division so that they can host Dallas again. Right. <laughs> yeah, the 49ers are actually the three seed currently. So the Eagles are, in, yeah, Eagles are in first, thirteen, uh, 13 and two. The Vikings are in second, twelve and three, and then the 49ers at eleven and four. Okay. But so, I mean, there is still a chance, like you said, for them. I mean, the Eagles have to lose out. Um, and then they also need help with the Vikings dropping one of these games. I'm not sure what exactly the tiebreakers are, but technically I think it is still alive for them to be the number one overall seed. So, all right. Thanks, Gerson. Appreciate the questions as always. Keep them coming uh, the entire episode. And we will make sure to get them answered for you. So thanks again. Um, and yeah, what a you know pretty crazy week. You know, we had a lot of different news stories this week. Hackett finally has been fired from Denver. You know, I know a lot of teams don't like uh, firing coaches mid-season, but I mean, after getting blown out by the Rams, who literally have nobody going for them basically at the moment, uh, finally looked to be the uh, straw that broke the camel's back there, if you will. But you know, a couple other things before we get into that. JJ uh, Watt announced he is retiring after the season. Um, Tua. Third concussion this year just looks super bad for him. Um, so with those three topics right there, I'm going to pass it around. So, Jay, kick it over to you. Um, any one of them you want to talk about, Hackett, J.J. Watt, to uh, all three of them, up to you. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just touch on the first two real quick. I can't believe it took so long for Daniel Hackett, but that's whatever. If he's finally gone, uh, maybe maybe Denver can do something now. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I said it preseason. I didn't think that offense was going to gel. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but I just didn't think it was going to gel as what everybody thought it was going to be. J.J. Watt, though, what, probably one of the best, in at least in my opinion, one of the best defense linemen. Um, he got booed by his city when he got drafted yeah. and, then, and then turned around and just was embraced by the city by what he did on and off the field. So props to him on a great career. Uh, Tua. Man, I just don't even know. I, I don't know if if the offensive line is just or, or why he keeps getting these concussions. I know, I know one of the things that Doc had said uh, either this week or or on a previous episode on their on their uh, their Monday night show. Um, one of the things on there was once you have a concussion, you are more susceptible to having another one, especially in a shorter period of time. Um, the hit, the the hit that they allegedly, you know, think that that it was on, wasn't that bad. I didn't think. Um, whereas it, the back of his head hit the ground, but you know, you see that on every single play. Um, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold off on saying he should retire. Uh, maybe he should sit the rest of the year. I don't know, but 
I, I heard a I heard a thing today by a by a, a buddy of mine, and there's a lot of people, you know, Twitter doctors and and that sort of thing. Right. That, you know, all they have is a you know they they sit on their couch and eat Cheetos or whatever, however he said it, and then they want to be you know tell somebody that they they you know need to sit down and, and retire. But at the same time, you know that's what these guys do. You know that they know this going in. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Man, if he if he takes the rest of the year off, I'd, and I have to talk to Doc about it a little bit more in depth. But I wonder if he takes the rest of the year off and just recovers. Does that change the possibility of getting another one? You know, or or stretch it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. From from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of worry that you know, a lot of it they really don't know how long it actually takes. You know, to truly get healthy if you even are 100 percent ever again compared to what you ever were at one point so i mean i think i agree with you there that at least this season i know you know they have championship aspirations and they look way better with him but you know teddy bridgewater is a capable quarterback i mean are, are they gonna make a super bowl with teddy probably not but you know you're talking about the guy's long-term health here you know with all the stuff they put in and for cte all the precautions with all the concussions everything like that taking them more seriously it's already a pretty bad look, I would say, for the NFL for missing the first one that led to his second one the following week where his fingers actually were splayed and um, all we, laid we, out. That was a Thursday night game, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they already had a bad look with missing that and then technically missing this one. You know, I mean, I know he was you know diagnosed after the game, but, you know, it kind of coincides with when they think that play happened, his play really fell off after that point, you know, with the multiple interceptions, stuff like that. So haven't been a good look for their uh, concussion team. They're, you know, separate entity that actually identifies these and does all that. I know they fired the first person for missing the second one, but not a good look when the second person now seems to have possibly missed another one. So, yeah, they need to get some better cameras, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, just I don't know what they need. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of reviews of their whole concussion protocol in this offseason. A lot of changes are probably coming. Uh, I know they've made some changes this season already to where now if you're even showing any kind of symptom, you're not allowed to come back in, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really bad situation for him. He looks great when he's out there and he's healthy, but it's uh, looking like it could be a long-term thing. And, you know, you just don't want to see anyone have any of these bad problems associated with CTE and stuff like that that we've seen other players go through. So, Brian, I'll kick it down to you and uh, give your thoughts on any of those topics there if you want as well. Well, I want to give the shout-out, like you said, to J.J. White. I forget. Who did they play last week? And it went into overtime. Tampa. Tampa. They He gave – he basically won – almost won the game for Arizona. Kept Definitely kept him in the game. So, he's he's going out on top. And I saw a picture with a little boy. He's obviously a family man. So, he's 33 years old. Had a heck of a career. But at the same time, he understands family comes first, so it's hard yeah, to knock was, him. That was his, uh, his. That was his son, two months old. That was his first first game that his son came to, and and it would be the last home game for for JJ. So you know, I have a lot of respect for him on that, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious. I mean, to to us sitting at the rest of the year makes sense, but kind of curious. We were talking about. They won't make a Super Bowl run at this point in time. My question is, will they even make the playoffs? Because right. they're not—they're not even a shoe in for that. And I, what little faith I've got in my Steelers, I haven't given up yet. We, our team always seems to hang in there and possibly get that winning record for the 
every season that Tomlin's been there. So that'll be interesting to see. So are we all kind of in agreement here that uh, JJ is a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah. If he, if he's not, then nobody is. Right. Yeah, that's incredible career. It kind of sucked. I think it was hurt a little bit by injuries, but still just a completely dominant player there. I know he had multiple 20 sack seasons, you know, a couple 17, 16, I think as well. But, you know, still been a force, been a little derailed. But, yeah, absolute first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. And for all accounts, he's a really good person. So he'd be in that Hall of Fame as well, from what I understand. So. Oh, yeah. Got the nickname Captain America because he's just so so nice, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I want to say he's got two um, – is it two Man of the Year – Walter Payton Man of the Years? I know we I got. So. I know we got one. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's just been a great guy overall. You know, helped out when they had that hurricane hit Houston down there a few years back. So just a great guy on and off the field. So sad to see him go, but well-deserved. So I'm sure he'll be a first ballot. He should be. Like you said, if he's not, then nobody is. So uh, we got our old host here, Kyle Center, stopping in, saying hi. So, hey, Kyle. Nice to see you. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate all the all the help here. So let's uh, keep it rolling. Um, so Mike White is back this week, and Zach Wilson is back to the bench, not even dressing. So, so that kid, man, I just I don't know. I really feel like I think we're going to get into this a little bit more. Also, with you know, like the Raiders are sitting uh, Derek Carr for Stidham. I think the Jets are going to be in prime position here to get a quarterback. Um, I think they're going to be active. I don't know if Mike White is their long-term answer, but I think if they can upgrade to someone like potentially a car, maybe even a Tom Brady if he doesn't retire. I know you probably don't want to hear that, Jay. Um, but seems like there's going to be at least some, you know, some exploration there for the Jets. So uh, Colt McCoy also starting again there for the Jets. So when we're talking about quarterbacks here, uh, Brian, I'll kick it down to you. Uh, what do you think about this week's uh, quarterback start? If I had to choose between Mike White, Stidham, and Colt McCoy, I'm going Mike White all day. But it's really unfortunate that Zach Wilson's career, at least with the Jets, seems to already be over after year two. Yeah, and, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets released, actually, this offseason or traded. And I hate to say it, the Jets have a way of screwing up pretty much any quarterback. So if I was if I was a player in college, I just hope I'm not drafted by the Jets. So. <laughs> Well, that's one thing, too, is now with their draft picks, you know, they're going to be later on in the draft with their current standings. They're not going to be up there where they would have to either make a trade, something like that along the lines. It's just it's incredible how, you know, them winning a couple of meaningless, meaningless games two years ago, you know, got them into the second pick anyway to where they would have had Trevor Lawrence and, you know, put Trevor Lawrence on that team right now. And they're probably legit Super Bowl contenders the way he's playing. So it's pretty crazy that the Jets are just going to always find a way to jet and ruin that type of situation there. So even if they had fields, probably, they're probably looking a lot better than what they do with uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, I didn't think Zach Wilson would be this bad, but I also am a terrible evaluator of quarterbacks. It's like the one position I never, ever get right. Um, but, yeah, Jay, I'll kick it over to you and uh, share your thoughts on the situation there. Yeah, I mean, you just you just showed your Bears fandom right there because I think you were just following <laughs> you you just follow what the Bears do at quarterback as well. I mean, until, right. they, until they went to Justin Fields, I mean, you know, Mitch Trubisky, whoever else it, you wanted. To, it must just be an Illinois thing to where we just can't evaluate quarterbacks. We're just it's, born into it, you know. No, honestly, I, I it the quarterback position is the hardest to evaluate. You know, you can see talent. You know, you can see it 
it's it's right there in front of you, and then it's but the quarterback position is ninety nine percent is in between the ears, um, you know, and I, I think that's what Mike White has going for him. He's a smart dude, just doesn't care. He's playing for a job, you know. Um, he could be the Jets quarterback next year, and the Jets yeah. probably would be okay with that. You know, to be quite honest, uh, you brought up Tom Brady a second ago, and I, you know, I, I've already, you know, come to the resolution that, that he's leaving, but I think he's actually going to leave and go to Vegas. Um, I can see that, yeah. You know, it's it's not California, but it's as close to California as he can get probably at this yeah. point. Um, and you got Devonte yeah. there. I mean, a lot of pieces. I, yeah, but I, I think, I think Devonte's leaving anyway. Um, I don't know if you saw that post that I, uh, I did copied. So he's, uh, he's not a happy dude right now. Uh, you, the reason he came to Vegas was because yeah. of Derek Carr. And now you, now Derek Carr is not even around the team. And for whatever reason, whether whether there was a conversation with, with Carr and ownership that he was just going to walk away from the team and that way he's not a distraction or, or whatever, it's still going to be a distraction because Devontae Adams came there for Derek Carr. And now he, you know, now he's not even in the building. So uh there, that that could be a an issue where I could see the Raiders having to either trade and, and probably get, you know, nickels on the dollar not pennies but nickels on the dollar of what they what they bought there i mean unless unless tom brady goes there or an aaron Rodgers goes there and, and Devontae adams gets you know gets that hall of famer that you know he's comfortable with kind of a thing um but mike white yeah i mean i i've been impressed with this kid i didn't like him at to start you know i look back at you know a year ago uh when he when he had a couple starts he played very good in the first game and then it was shit in the second game kind of did the same thing this year but the difference is, is he's got Garrett Wilson. He's got an Elijah Moore. He's got, you know, Bam Knight and, and Carter, and, and he's got weapons and Conklin around him. So he's he's set up for success. You know, it, at least it, at least it appears that he's set up for success. And then he's smart enough to go out there and do it himself. So, I, yeah, out of those three, Cole McCoy is going to be back this week. So I would take I would take White because I think he has the better weapons. Um, Cole McCoy's got you know, D hop and then McBride, but that's about it. And Connor. Great. It's pretty crazy how things come full circle, you know, almost 14 years later uh, from Josh McDaniels being with the uh, Broncos and running their quarterback, Jay Cutler out of town. So now it seems like he's doing the exact same thing with his next coaching opportunity and running Carr out of town, which, you know, I, I don't think Carr is the problem. He kind of seems like he's the scapegoat. I mean, I know he, hasn't played great at times, but it's just it's who he is. You know, I think we all mm -hmm. kind of know and understand who Derek Carr is at this point in their career. Um, but, yeah, just kind of interesting that, you know, it happened before and now it looks to be uh, happening again. So, yeah, um, I, I read on Roto World or NBC Sports Ed something about con a contractual agreement for 2020-23, and that's why they're going ahead and setting him so he won't get hurt for the last mm -hmm. two games. So. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, his, go ahead. His is he would if he got hurt in the next two weeks or uh, you know this season, it would it would one hundred percent guarantee next year's, and then another eight million of the twenty four deal. So it would be about forty million guaranteed. It did kind of seem like they also had this almost as a precaution in his contract anyway, because if you look at his dead cap spend, it's way lower than the other two seasons mm -hmm. remaining. So kind of seemed like the, you know, the Raiders did build in this potential out and just looked like, yeah, they're going to go ahead and take advantage of it, which I mean, you know, he's been a serviceable quarterback. They've had him for a long time. So I don't necessarily disagree with them wanting to move on, but I'd also don't think doing it right now, you know, made the most sense, especially when you lured 
Devontae Adams there, and he was the main reason for that. So, um, so all right, a couple more news, uh, newsworthy notes here. Uh, just a question for everybody here. I'm going to sit this one out at first just because I kind of have very strong opinions about it. But are the Packers contenders or pretenders to make the playoffs? So, Brian, why don't you kick this one off? They're contenders. And the only reason why is not that they're that great. They're playing pretty okay for their standards this, this year. But the other teams that are in the race pretty much stink. So, you know, all Washington, as I understand it, all Washington has to do is lose one game. Green Bay win two, and they're in the playoffs. So, I think they're contenders. I don't know that they'll be contenders when um, they actually make the playoffs themselves because they haven't been in years past. But I'm I'm kind of enjoying them being an underdog and enjoy watching the games. All right, Jay, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know if they're contenders or pretenders. I, you know, I want to I want to say contenders because I I you know it's Aaron Rodgers, um, and he's got youth around him. But, you know, when when is the last time you can look back at like a week 16, a week 17 and go Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are both under 500 right. in the year? It's probably been a while if it's ever happened. So <laughs> I'm rooting for both of the old, you know, I'm an old guy, so I'm rooting for the old guys. You know, I, let's go. Let's go. They're, they're, they're contenders. They're contenders. And it's, it's going to be uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay NFC title game. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, that's not happening. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, so I will say I think they are contenders to make the playoffs. I will say that. I don't think, you know, with them currently being the sixth or last seed, whatever the seed is now, seventh, um, that they are actually how they were when they actually won their Super Bowl um, about 10 years ago or whatever it was, where they were the sixth seed and ran through everybody. Um, they just, you know, just something seems off to them, you know, if you just watch their games this year, I just, I can't really put my finger on it. I don't know if it's Rogers just aging a little bit, all the youth. I know they don't have great weapons, so that's also a part of it, but I think they are going to probably sneak into the playoffs, but I don't foresee them making a lot of noise once and they are in the playoffs. So I'll give that as my olive branch to my Packers fans out there. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a true hater. I, th- I mean, I've realized, you know, I've always said that, you know, Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. You know, that's never going to change. But uh, just not impressed with the Packers overall. So, all right. So, let's go into a couple injuries again for tonight's game. Um, so, Dallas, we got Tony Pollard out tonight, which is a huge loss for a lot of people. I did see um, a, a stat earlier that on 75% of ESPN leagues, um, Pollard is on the I'm on one of the championship rosters and 75% of the championship games they have on their site. So it shows you how uh, big of a piece that was for a lot of people. Uh, Micah Parsons is still questionable. I'm not sure if that's actually been decided yet for tonight. Um, and then Tolbert, Washington, other wide receivers on Dallas are still both out. Um, Tannehill on Tennessee is still on IR, so he will not – even if they make the playoff, I don't think that he's actually coming back. I don't think it's been 100% decided, but I don't think he's going to be able to actually come back. The biggest one here for Tennessee side is Derrick Henry is out with his hip. Seems like we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, seems to be more of a resting situation because the real uh, title, if you will, comes down next week against Jacksonville for the division for them. So this week's kind of meaningless. Um, and then Dobbs is in for Mil- or for Malik Willis. So 
don't think anyone was really counting on Willis and their championship plays um, in fantasy and dynasty. So really the biggest ones here are Pollard and uh, Derrick Henry. Those are pretty huge uh, outs. So, Jay, what do you think about uh, these injuries for tonight's game particularly? Yeah, I think we I think we touched on them. Um, you know, for the most part, uh, the Tolbert Washington one. I, I threw those on there because those came out last minute where they they were they're healthy scratches. Um, Micah Parsons' uh, hand he was questionable, but it came out that he was going to play. So, looks like the only one that's going to be out is Pollard uh, on the Dallas side. And then you know we we knew about Tannehill being injured. Um, they they threw him on the IR today, so at minimum four weeks. We'll see what's going to happen there. I don't think he comes back this year, like you said. And then Derrick Henry, I'm 100% with you. This is this is a let's rest him. You're playing against a top, what, four, five rushing D uh, in the league. No sense in, in getting him either he banged up or re-injuring the, in the, you know, the hip. or Just let him have another week and, and move on. And, you know, go to, you know, uh, I believe that game is in Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken, next week for for the uh, AFC South uh, there. All right. And Brian, I know, like I said, I know we've already talked about these guys a little bit, but just final thoughts here on the two biggest guys, Henry and Pollard, being out tonight. Well, my final thought on that is fantasy can and often is a cruel mistress because <laughs> let, let's face it, especially Pollard's been an RB two all season and Henry has been a overall RB two, like second or third across the league. So it's a really hard time to be without those two guys in your lineup, but hopefully you've got alternate solutions. I kind of do. I had both of them in different leagues, so it kind of bites at the wrong time of the year. So Right, and so when just a couple injuries that could also, in fact, um, impact uh, the championship weeks this week. Um, so I'm just going to run through these. We'll go around and give our opinions on them. Uh, Greg Dolchich, hamstring is questionable. Uh, Dawson Knox, who's actually come on pretty strong here lately, uh, is also questionable. Did not practice today with a hip injury. Christian Watson, hip questionable. Um, Tua, that's what we talked about. He's out with a concussion. Jalen Hurts. I saw he had a limited practice today. I don't know for sure if he's 100% out. I know he's probably doubtful, but I don't know if he's actually been ruled out or not. But still, you're probably not going to have Hurts this week. Um, Damian Harris did not practice today, um, which you probably haven't. You're probably not in the playoffs if you have Damian Harris on your lineup. Um, Lamar Jackson, again, I know they originally thought he was going to be back before Christmas Eve, um, still not practicing. So that's a pretty big blow if you've actually made it to the finals there. Um, and then the biggest other fantasy name here, probably Alvin Kamara, did not practice yesterday or today. So some pretty big names there, especially, in, you know, going into the championship week. Um, so you're going to have to pivot some areas, you know, at least if hopefully if you have, you know, Dolchitz or Knox or someone like that, you probably have another tight end of similar ilk that you can pivot to. But, you know, the quarterbacks, um, Lamar Jackson, Hurts, Alvin Kamara, who hasn't been great, but still is pretty serviceable running back. Um, Probably hurts pretty good, you know, if you're going into the finals. So hopefully you guys have some pretty deep benches, have some stuff going on there. So just want to put that out there and make sure everyone's aware of that. Um, if any of you guys have anything to say about any of these other um, injuries, go ahead and feel free to take, take the floor. Uh, the main thing I want to take out of it is Lamar Jackson 
Ravens team plays Sunday night. So a lot of these other players, you'll have you'll know when the lineup's locked. At least at least with both Henry and Pollard tonight, you knew that going into the game. You know that an hour and a half before the game. So you don't have to worry about that. But even if even if he practices Jackson practices say tomorrow and he's still iffy, you really can't play him unless you got Another guy Sunday night, which would be the Steelers are playing and or Monday night. So it really ties your hands. Yeah, the, there's two of them that, that stand out to me. Um, the Damian Harris stands out because if he <laughs> is if, if he is ruled out, then that's going that's going to be, you know, Ramondre Stevenson all, you know, again, all by himself. Um, then I uh, the the Dawson Knox one. um He's been coming on pretty strong here here in the past few weeks, um, so hopefully that doesn't screw up your championship run. I did throw on this list. I did throw J.C. Horn on there for the the cornerback for uh, for Carolina, and the only reason I did is because going back to the to the original question that, that Gerson had, he's not going to be there against Tampa, uh, which will open up that back end for for a Mike Evans. Um, so that that's going to be interesting to see if. Uh, if Horn, you know what what Tampa can do without without uh, Carolina having their best cornerback. All right, fellas. So that brings us into our ad read of Underdog Fantasy promo code GF two gets you a hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. So you put a hundred dollars in, use the code GF two, and you are going to be getting an additional hundred dollars. So make sure to hop on top of that if you already haven't. I know all of us are playing in it. We actually have some pretty exciting things going on with Underdog Fantasy coming up. So hopefully we'll be able to share a lot of that information with you here pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, they're a great company. Go make some bets there, win some money, and uh, get some free uh, $100 bets there if you use the GF2 code. Yeah, real real quick on that, that, going for for two uh, right now, Jeff Lambert, if you you are not – if you are part of Underdog or even if you're, you know, if you're wanting to get on on there – Go over to uh, Jeff Lambert's Twitter page. Um, he right now is setting up a few of the uh, the six man drafts for for the playoffs. Um, and right now we're sitting there. It's Jeff and I are in one when we're waiting on four other players. Uh, so if you guys are interested in doing any best ball stuff, um, especially for the uh, for the playoffs, you know, right now we're sitting with one. It's a it's a three dollar buy in. Uh, so yeah, go over there to uh, Jeff Lambert uh, on Twitter and. Uh, Click on the link and and it'll send you it'll send you right into a right into our league for the uh, six six man six man playoff team or yeah six man playoff team for uh, for the best ball and it gives you an opportunity to play against a couple of ringers that's always hey good. hey hey <laughs> stop Jeff Jeff is the ringer <laughs> and uh, speaking of that says uh, Kyle Center's got a question here uh, says so I'm in three finals. The only player I have going on those three teams tonight is the Marcus Lawrence Cowboys defense in the salary contract league. So I'm assuming he wants our opinion here on the uh, the Marcus Lawrence Cowboys defense. Um, I, I don't know if you could do much better against going against the Titans with a third string quarterback right now. Right? <laughs> I'm sure he's not asking to sit him. I think he almost is bragging in this. <laughs> third 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 string quarterback and second string running back. And you're 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 in the in the finals. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like that. That's that's nice. Yeah, I think I'd sit him. Yeah, you would. Yeah, 
Especially, especially if you can go get like a Seattle or a Cleveland or something like that, right? Yeah. That. Right. <laughs> All right. So transitioning into stock up, stock down. Uh, Brian, since you weren't here last week to give us your stock up, stock down, I'm going to let you have the honors of kicking it off this week. So who is your stock up for the week? My stock up for the week is our rookie running back from the Atlanta Falcons. It's uh, I've I've really been excited the way he's been playing the last the last three weeks. He's had forty five carries for two hundred and forty five yards it seems, and he's and he's even um, filling in at the in the receiving department too, with five catches for forty yards. And the last two weeks he's averaged twenty three and a half fantasy points per game. So I'm pretty excited about his future. Yeah, he's really come on strong. I think they've kind of really kind of phased out anyone else. I mean, I know, what was his name? Was it Huntley, right? Huntley was the other one there besides yeah. um, Patterson. Yeah, Huntley, Caleb. Huntley got, Caleb Huntley got hurt, and I think he's actually on IR. So then mm-hmm. kind of coincides with that where, you know, his usage picked up, but they've also kind of been reeling back Patterson a little bit as well. So, yeah, definitely like that. Um we actually talked about him a little bit last week, me and Jason did, about, you know, potentially if you did have him, trading him to a contender, maybe being able to get a potential first-round pick out of him. So I think that's still definitely doable this week with a pretty favorable matchup. But uh, let's kick it over to Jay. Uh, what is your stock up for the week? Well, just uh, this guy, I'm going straight, you know, because it's a, play, it's, the, it's a championship. So I'm going straight up. I'm going for the win. I'm wanting the touchdowns. And it's going to be Jahan Dotson. Uh, the last three games, 50 plus yards. You won't be here till nine per, uh, per 50 plus yards per game, six plus targets per game. He's got a touchdown and now he's got Carson Wentz coming back. And in the very beginning of the year that, you know, he, he played four games at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, before he had it, before he got injured in that time frame, he went for four more touchdowns with Carson Wentz. So give me all the touchdown upside that you can get with Carson Wentz. I know you know uh, um, Curtis Samuel is going to be the main focus for Wentz, but I went back and looked, and Dotson was was right there with him, was hanging right there with him, especially with the touchdown. So yeah, Dotson Dotson is just there's too much there's too much upside for Dotson for him not to be on the stock up this week for me. I completely agree with that. All right, so I actually have two, potentially. I wrote one, and then I decided to write another one. So first one I'm going to say here is Cam Akers. Um, you know, I know we all have our thoughts and opinions about the guy, but it really seems like he's uh, maybe possibly turned a corner the last couple of weeks. So um, both the last two weeks, he's played at least 75% of the snaps, uh, which is a season high for him going all the way back to week one, two, three. Um, week 15, so two weeks ago, he had 65 rush yards on 12 carries, which was a really nice 5.42 yards per carry, and had an additional three catches for 35 yards. Uh, so he followed it up with a monster performance, which I don't know how he wasn't the Nickelodeon MVP with this performance, but he had 23 carries for 118 yards, which, again, nice over five yards per carry, three total touchdowns, so and two catches for 29 yards. So he's going up against the Chargers this week, um, so, you know, if you have them in your in your championships, I think you can trust them going in. Seems like they've kind of really given him the ball. I know they cut Henderson a ways back. Um, they also had hopes for their rookie running back that they drafted. Um, but that doesn't really seem to be paying out. So I really do think it is 
truly Cam Akers show. So he is my stock up for the week. And then as a bonus, I will say this one. If Hurts does continue to sit, my original stock up that I had written down was uh, Gardner Minshew. Just because, you know, for sitting out all season, he comes in and looks really solid. I think we all know that he's a very capable quarterback. Um, but going up against a really tough Cowboys defense last week, he more than held his own. Uh, finished as a QB5 in fantasy last week. Um, so 355 yards, two touchdowns, and our two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Um, so he did have two picks, but still to come in just, you know, right off the bench, hasn't played a snap all season and finishing as a QB five, you know, with a lot of these QB situations kind of not panning out, let's say you actually, you know, had Derek Carr or someone like that, that's actually not going to be playing now for you this week. Um, if he's out there, I think he's a really good one to start and he's actually my stock up, maybe even looking to secure a job for next season for him as a starter. Yeah, I picked him up in a couple of leagues, one both. So great opportunity there. Definitely. So, all right. So then I'm going to kick it back. I did struggle a little bit with this one for the stock down, um, but I'm going to go Donovan Knight. Um, you know, he was kind of a lot of people's saviors there in midseason, you know, after a lot of the injuries there with the Jets, had some pretty good games. Um, but it's been a pretty brutal run of games for him the last couple of weeks. Um, he hasn't finished above running back 61 in the last two weeks. Um, he has a decent matchup against Jacksonville's defense this week, but I don't see how anyone can start him with confidence in the championship round unless you're truly desperate. Coming off of a six attempts for negative two yards last week and one catch for 15 yards. So he actually, I misspoke. He does. He's going up against Seattle this week. Um, had a good matchup against Jacksonville, which is where he had six for negative two. So it's championship week. I want to be risk adverse. If you are starting him, thank him for getting you all the way to where he got you and helped you out, but I don't think you can ride with him this week. So, all right, I'll kick that back down to Brian. Who is your down for the week? Unlike Tyler Algier, where the needle's pointing up, I went with a player, not really the player himself, maybe, maybe the coach, maybe the organization, maybe the whole thing is just an awful situation, Devontae Adams. He has been screwed by that organization. I'd forgotten what Jason was talking about, how he signed with the Raiders because of Derek Carr. Now he, get, now he gets benched, but he hadn't been produced in the last three weeks. He's had nine catches for barely over 100 yards, I think 110 and zero touchdowns. So he wasn't performing well now. Now he, now he loses his quarterback, and they, they've, they've gone to – Stidham, Jared Stidham. I mean, come on, he wasn't even good in college. So <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, uh, excuse my proverbial French, but it's a shit show in in mm -hmm. Las Vegas right now. I'd rather go to the casino than watch them play. <laughs> yeah. All um, right, and Jay here. Yeah, I, I'm for the week. I'm going Deion Jackson, and, and and see if anybody will remember this saying. But Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> Bueller, because he straight ghosted the Colts last week uh, up until garbage time. I mean, zero carries, three for three. And again, it was garbage time. It was like four minutes left in the game when he finally got on the field. Um, I did ask last night to a to a, a very good friend and Colts fan about this whole Deion Jackson, Jeff Saturday fight. And he said it fake news, 100% fake news. But 
he still wasn't on the field, and it, it's cost some people. Uh, at least in oh, fantasy, yeah. it's cost people. So, But now he's facing the Giants, uh, who truly have something to play for. And it just feels like, you know, going in, you know, this game is going to be very, very, very similar for the Colts side of the ball. Very similar to what it was last week. You have nothing to play for. You know, who cares? We're checking out. The season's over in two weeks for them. You know, blah, 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 whatever. Figure it out. You know, let the, let the, let the, uh, the front office figure it out in two weeks. So, I, I, you know, Deion Jackson just way down for me uh, for that performance or non-performance. What I don't remember is who they played the week before last, but seems like he had a fumble late in that game. I don't remember if it was a competitive game or not, but he seemed like he got in trouble for that. <coughs> well, yeah, that was that was against uh, – I'm trying to think now because it was uh, – oh, shoot. <sighs> I'm looking it up right now. So give me just a second. It was against Minnesota. Yeah, it was against okay, Minnesota. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was Minnesota. They were actually that crazy game. Yeah, that was the yeah the Minnesota game where all of a sudden yeah he fumbled and then he didn't see the field again. I, the only reason I was having a hard time is over about the last six weeks that was the only game that again been competitive in. Yeah, and and the, I was the, I was at somebody's house eating eating dinner, so I missed that game. Yeah, the problem with with the the way they performed as a team last week, to, for me anyway, was it was a re- relatively close game. You know, it was it wasn't like it was getting blown out. It wasn't thirty three to nothing. It was you know seventeen to or you know thirteen to three, thirteen to seven. You know whatever it was, and so they were you know, and then they they went. They should have kicked a freaking field goal. <laughs> Instead of going for it on fourth down, that would have put them to a you know still they still one score to try to get a touchdown, but you build momentum going in the halftime, and instead no we're we're gonna not only not gonna score because we don't like scoring in the second half of football games over the last two weeks, we're gonna also sit Deion Jackson and put everything on on Nick Foles who you know doesn't even want to be a starting quarterback he wants to be a backup. That whole team acted like they didn't want to be there at all. No. Oh yeah, not at all. No, they'd rather, watching, they, they they, have, they'd rather go back outside and play in the snow. It, it was almost as if they'd rather just be in a funeral home as <laughs> compared to football field. I mean, is it, is they were the walking Lucas, zombies. Lucas Oil Stadium, a.k.a. the funeral home. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. It was just the walking zombies last week for that game. Bad. All right. So that takes us into who do we think is going to win tonight and their scores. So – Jason, why don't you go ahead and give us your prediction for tonight? Yeah, so I, I – well, let me, I'm going to back up for a real quick second, going back up to the uh, the over-under was at 40 for tonight, um, and I'm going to hammer the under. The spread is at, at 14, um, where it started out at 10.5. But, yeah, it's, it's at 14 now. I don't think it's – I think that's too big. So, I would – you know, if I was running that line, I would be taking – the under on the over under, and, and I'd be taking Tennessee getting fourteen. Um, so my score tonight is twenty four ten Dallas. I truly think that this game is going to be a, a Zeke game, um, and, and you'll see that later when we get, when we get into the parlays. I've got some questions in there because I wanted to talk about those as well if we can. Um, but I truly think this is going to be a Zeke game. Uh, you're going to see a little. You'll see Dallas go up fourteen nothing, and then it, it'll be just run after run after run after run. And then it's just going to be that boring Thursday night, you know, primetime football game. All right. And Brian, what is your prediction for tonight's game? 
I went very similar. I went, I believe I went 27 to 10. Yes. So I I would go with Cowboys minus the 14 and definitely the under. If if those two teams score over 40 points, color me surprised. That's for sure. (laughs) If they go over 40, it's going to be all Dallas 40 to nothing. Yeah, exactly. I I might be a little generous on on giving ten points to the Titans with with their team, but <laughs> well, and, all that uh, all that's gonna take all that's gonna take is, is for Diggs to guess wrong on one pass. Yeah, right. Or Dak to throw another pick six. There is that. <laughs> so tonight, I actually have Dallas winning thirty-five to nine. So I'm over the forty. Um, I just I don't even think with that lineup Tennessee against that defense once it gets real late in the game there's just some garbage time stuff uh, is going to get any touchdowns so I'm just going with kicking some field goals um, so or I guess you could say a touchdown and a, a safety but I originally put this as three field goals gave him a little bit of hope there but yeah 35 nine for me we're all on Dallas's side um, this game honestly doesn't even feel like it's worth watching <laughs> you know I, I think. Uh, Thursday night football again has gotten the hose with some of their, uh, you know, what would have been a decent matchup uh, actually with the players that are actually involved actually ends up not being that great of a game. But uh, with that being said, we're going to kick it into the Chrome Dome parlays of the night. Uh, this is Brian and uh, Jason's segment here. I don't really contribute too much to this, so I'm going to hand it over to the professionals and let them have at it. So Brian, why don't you go ahead and start with some of your parlays for tonight? I tell you what, if you don't mind, I'm going to pass to my main man, Jason. Oh, there we go. All right. (laughs) So uh, I'm taking Zeke Elliott. um, And what I did tonight was just strictly on underdog. So I went to Zeke Elliott uh, over a half a touchdown. Um, So, Brian, I screwed up because I thought I hit submit and I did not. So when I wanted to hit submit, Malik Davis was at 31 and a half rushing. Um, I... I went, still went ahead and took the over on 38 and a half. Um, but an hour ago, it was at 31 and a half. So that tells you once the news of Pollard came out, they jumped that line way up. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was because I guess it wasn't official till about an hour ago. Uh, Chigogwanku, uh, Okwanku, I think is how you say it. Uh, I don't mean to destroy his name if I didn't say it right. Uh, over two receptions. So basically, need three. And then C.D. Lamb, I just need six receptions out of him. It's five, uh, 5.5 receptions. I think that can happen in the first first half, and then they'll probably just rest from there. I do have a couple questions for you, though. Um, question number one is on Dak. Uh, I really looked at his half interception and then his 20.5 completions. I was really nervous on those. I think those numbers are really – or at least the completion number is going to be really close. Um, and then Josh Dobbs over a half a passing touchdown, over under half a passing touchdown. And then the 23 and a half rushing yards was interesting number for me. The other one that I wanted to, I really wanted to, to, to see about, and I didn't touch him uh, just because I, I don't know what to expect. I've said this to multiple people. I don't know what they expect out of, out of uh, Tennessee tonight. And I damn sure don't know what they expect out of Haskins, but they've got his line set at 51 and a half rushing. And then at 10.5 receiving. And both of those, I, I think, are really, really obtainable, but I think they're really, really close, too. Yeah. Um, for me, Haskins is over on rushing yards. I mean, mm-hmm. 
they're going to have to get 100 yards of offense from somewhere, maybe. And why not him get half of it? And then on Dobbs, he may get a rushing touchdown. I don't know. But I don't think he'll pass to anybody that – Unless it's I know you're a Florida fan, so you had to watch him in college. I didn't watch Tennessee. Oh, of course you did. That's that's it, when that's when we were good. Remember, that's when that's when Florida was good. Okay, maybe that's. <laughs> but every year you had to play him, so you at least yeah. watched him four times, right? Yeah, but it, that was you know, I mean, he's been in the league for five years, so that was you know six, seven, eight, ten years ago, roughly. Yeah. Well, he he was okay in college, but he wasn't mm. great. So I'm going to say, and he played for my Steelers for a little bit of time too. So that's right. I'm going to say if. If I had to go, I'd go under the passing touchdown. I'd probably leave it alone, but if right, I had to go under or the other, I'd go under. I don't yeah, have a lot of confidence in that man. I just, I just left. I, those, the, the ones that I asked the question on, there was the ones I just left alone. I just went. Uh, so I went. You know, like I said, Elliot over a touchdown or over half a touchdown. Malik, um, Malik was uh, thirty-eight and a half. Uh, Chig, I went over two. Uh, Ceedee Lamb over five and a half. And then the other one that I went ahead and put on the card just to just to fill the card out, um, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I think uh, was Michael Gallup over three receptions. Um, so that was that was my card I built tonight. Um, you know, so just a little small, little five for a hundred kind of thing, and not a big deal if I lose it. But I think I think I'm pretty comfortable with those numbers there. Yeah, I, I like your chances. My favorite one out of the one you've got, and I, I would have it as well. Can't remember his last name, but the Cowboys, Cowboys backup running back Malik Malik Davis. Oh, uh, by the way, by the way, speaking of a Florida Gator, oh, he was okay. Yes, he was. I don't remember him to be honest with you. He was. So. He was. Uh, uh, he was the the starter slash backup for Damian Pierce. Okay, well, I think he'll go over. And when you said earlier that you think it's a Zig game, I think it's going to be a Malik Davis game. To be well, perfectly honest with you, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go. My that. Chrome Dome pick of the game will be the fact that Malik Davis will actually outrush Zeke. Ooh, getting a little spicy. He doesn't have to, so Ooh. I'll take the thirty-eight and a half. Man, you need to go buy. You need to go buy some hot sauce for that little spiciness. Good <laughs> lord! I'm telling you, if they if they get out early, which they which they very well could, the second mm -hmm. half will belong to him. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I, yeah, I can see that. My yeah. my next one is C.D. Lamb, anytime touchdown. It was plus 110, I think. I like that one. I've got Dak over the passing yards at 227, two, I think, or something two, like that. 227 and a half. So I like that. And the last one I liked is I went ahead and went Haskins over 51 and a half or whatever it was. I mean, like I said, Tennessee doesn't have to get a lot of offense, but the same, they'll get held at 150 yards, maybe a stretch. So, for him, for him to be the only running back in the show, he'll he'll be fine. So. Okay. So I just want to give you a quick update on your on your numbers because I know we do these, you know, anywhere from you know, two an hour to two hours ahead of the show. Yeah. Uh, and we get some information, kind of like the Pollard stuff that just come out, you know, about an about an hour ago. Hour and a half ago, uh, when you put it on there at two twenty seven and a half for Dak uh, passing yards, his passing yards has moved to two thirty six and a half. Oh, um, yeah, 
the uh, Dalton Schultz, you had 39 and a half. You had, you had gone under on 39 and a half. Uh, Schultz number right now is at, still at 39 and a half. So that number didn't change. Malik, Malik Davis did from 31 and a half up to uh, 38 and a half. And then the Haskins, Haskins, I thought was at 51. Let me just double check. Uh, uh, yeah, 51 and a half rushing where you had it at 50 and a half. And of course, you know, the CD lamb, I think it's at, a, I think it's at 100 now. So the only one yeah. I would back off of, and I just wouldn't play it at all would be, would be Dax. I don't, I don't like 236 and a half for him. Yeah. I don't, I don't, either, I just don't, I don't see it being a, a passing game. I mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't think it can be unless, unless Tennessee scores some kind of weird touchdown early in the game either kick or turn or defense or whatever mm-hmm. to keep it close for a half <coughs> yeah otherwise I, think, I can't see it yeah i think i think tennessee is going to have to score lack of a better way of saying it it's going to have to be a dak pick six and then turn around and and do and have a you know a punt return if they can stop them or a kickoff return um which I, I don't see either one of those happening either, but hell, I mean, who knows? So, you, you know, that, that would be the only way I would see that, 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 that the Cowboys would have to, or feel like they would have to pass. Cause even then I don't think they would have to, but you know, they, they'll they never could, feel they threatened. Well, and, and you know what? I thought the same thing, but I went back and looked and, and, and Dak, for instance, I did not realize how much Dak throws. And this is, this is why I looked at the completions of, of 20 and a half. Because if you look back over the over over the last five six weeks or whatever it is, he's he's thrown upwards of like thirty, you know. But then he's had these these weeks of thirty nine and, and forty two, and those when when he hits when he gets to that number that thirty, that the the percentages of the completions drastically start dropping, you know. Wow. So he needs to be in that 24, 25, 26 range. And that's where I was like, okay, can he throw 26 times and complete 20 of them? Yeah. Probably not. Exactly. He probably can, but it's probably not going to happen. If I was doing anything with Dak, it would be over one and a half passing touchdowns, to be honest. Okay. I do have a – so I'm looking here on Twitter, and a minute ago, Pro Football Talk just posted that the Cowboys may pull starters at halftime, depending on how the first half goes. So. Yeah. No yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's and, and that's think Malik Malik Davis. Nobody's heard of him, and I may have even just screwed up his name. But uh, nope, nope, that's exactly how you say it, Malik Davis. So I I think he's the second half MVP. Well, so. and that's this is exactly why I said I need if, if I'm gonna I played this court, I'm gonna need CD Lamb, and I'm going to need uh, uh, Gallup to go out there and go ahead and get their you know. Four receptions for Gallup, six for for CD. Then they can get pulled. I could care less. I know Zeke's going to get a you know get going to get in the end zone. They're not going to not let him get in the end zone. Yeah, he's done it for what three three four straight games. He's got in yeah. the end zone. Oh, I'm sorry. I said one two three four five six seven eight games. Eight straight games he's got in the end zone uh, rushing the ball. So go ahead, give me the over on the on the half. That's a that's a smash for me. I agree. I, I think yardage wise at sixty seven and a half or whatever it is, he, he may go under. Yeah, I, I yeah. I, I I wouldn't play the over on that at all. 
Uh, we got Kyle chiming back in here. He says, I'm playing against Zeke in one final and Lame in another. So I'm hoping they yeah, they bench both. <laughs> you might get your whiffs tonight, Kyle. I don't, Kyle, I am not wishing for a ton of, of points out of either one of them. I need six, and all six can be receptions. I don't care if they're for, you know, a yard apiece. Uh, six receptions from CD, and then Zeke. All I need from Zeke is, is a, is a, a one-yard touchdown. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I'm my, about the so, dollars. <laughs> my prediction is they'll both be under – 10, under 12 PPR fantasy points for the game. All right. Well, real quick, I just want to see your opinion on this right now. Right now, knowing the information we know, they have CD Lamb, 72 and a half receiving yards. I would hammer the under. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm not, but I'm not playing it. Yeah. I think five for 60 is about where he's at. You need a five, right? Six, 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 <laughs> six, six for 60. There you go. All right. Well, with that being said, guys, we're going to get out of here and get over and watch this game, see what happens fantasy-wise, win these championships. So I'll kick it down to Brian, let people know where to find you, what's going on. Well, well, first of all, you can find me at Vandegrad92 on Twitter. I will be there for my final Sunday live show with For Frequency's Sake. And I'm going to be honest. I'm an honest person. They call me Honest Abe. I am not going over to watch the football game. I want to watch some post-Christmas movie or something. So. All righty. And, Jay, where can, where can people find you? What's going on with you, sir? You can find me. I'm sorry. I, I got the I got the, the uh, Oklahoma-Florida State game in the background there, so I was kind of paying attention to that, too. <laughs> You can find me over on Twitter at uh, fantasyj77. You can find me in the in the Discord uh, there at Going for Two. It's free, so come join us over there. Um, drop us, drop us uh, uh, at me, DM me, whatever. My DMs are open. You can at me. I, I'll be I'll be there to answer whatever you wanna whatever you wanna ask me. Yell at me about that's fine. I'm good with all of those. Um, you can find me here on Thursday nights. You can find me on Wednesday nights with Fantasy Intervention. And uh, I think that's about it. I think we got. I think we're going to do something special next week for the folks, right? Yeah, I think we're going to do our season wrap up episode next week. Um, just going over, you know, who were the best performers, who outperformed their draft position, um, stuff like that. So, you know, be a mix of dynasty and fantasy as it usually is. But we're just going to review the season. Maybe have a guest or two on with us. So it'll be a good time. Make sure to check that out. And uh, before I say my goodbyes here, let's say Kyle said, great episode as always, Devin, Brian, and Gator. Appreciate that, Kyle. Thanks for sticking around the whole time and checking out the episode and asking questions and contributing. We appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, you can find me at Devin Deal on Twitter. Uh, like I said, hit me up. I know some people have been hitting me up with uh, messages the last couple of weeks going into playoffs and everything, so I will do my best to assist in any way that I can. So, like I said earlier, let's all go out here and win these championships, win this money. So good luck to everybody this week. And for all of us here at the Dynasty Gambit, we will see you next week on the wrap-up show. See you then.